church. Praise God. Praise the mighty Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just worship God. Let's lift up our hands and uh, connect to our Father. We've been worshiping. Worship is not enough. Can never be enough. Our life is worship. Our being is worship. We are meant to worship. Every time, every moment, we come into the presence of God is a moment of worship. We hail you. We worship.
thank you, oh God, Lord, because you have blessed us with your presence. And Lord, we pray that that which you will complete in our lives, Lord, before the end of this service, I know that, Lord, you will complete them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that you invade our hearts with lights. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, O oh God. For in Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please can have a seat in God's presence. God bless you. I really appreciate the leadership of this church. I appreciate the coordinators, the teachers. God bless you, ma. God bless you, sir. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. I do not take it for granted. Inshallah, God bless you, ma. And all the teachers and every other coordinators. My very good friend, Omonigo, God bless you. Thank you for the invitation and also well done, the good work. God bless you in Jesus' name. Um, we've been worshiping. It's good, very, very wonderful. And it is time to hear the word of God. And I trust God that He's going to give light into your heart in Jesus' name. That amen can be better. Yeah. Alright. The topic before us this morning is safe in God's love. Please repeat after me. Safe in God's love. Safe in God's love. You know, the world has they have their definition of what love is. You know, everybody, in fact, people say that we are in the season of love. Is that not correct? Is that not correct? In fact, some of us are putting on our dresses with a touch of red. We want to identify with the season. So the world has their definition of what love is. Okay? But love outside the scope of God is fallacy. It's false. Alright, love outside the scope of God is false. The only acceptable definition that we can give to love is within the confines of the scriptures. Any other definition is wrong. Yes, any other definition is wrong because the Bible is our standard. The Bible is our only standard. Let's open our Bible to the book of Jude chapter 1, verse 21. Jude chapter 1, 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Jude 1, 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Every one of us might know what love is. If I begin to ask us now, what is love? We give our different you know, definitions of love. But basically, fundamentally, God is love. The book of John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. Let me go to the next. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. Tells us that what? That God is love. So, love is not just a dimension of God. Love is the very person of God. That is who he is. God is love. And in the kingdom of God, in this kingdom, 
Love is our language. Love is our language. That is to say, every believer is a person of love. Because love is the proof of your sonship in God. If you call God your father, you must be able to love. Love is the proof of your sonship. In fact, for the world to confirm that you are a child of God, love must be evident in your life. Love must be evident in your life. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 13, verse 35, John 13, 35, Jesus was saying to him, say, by this, the people will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. By this, it is an evidence that you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the evidence that there is God in you is that you can love, is that you you are, just, you are just a lovable person. You are not just a lovable person. You can love. You have love inside of you. You don't just have it inside of you. You show it. Praise the Lord. So what validates your sonship is love. It's love. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 4 verse 24. John chapter 4 verse 24. The Bible says that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. Now, if we say that God is love, it means that love is spiritual. Am I correct? Love is spiritual. Am I correct? No wonder the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. The Bible says that for the fruit of the spirit is what? First, love. So it's a fruit of the spirit. Now, if we say that God is love, it also means that love is spiritual. So you can see that any other definition aside that of the scripture is false, is fallacy. So love is spiritual. To love is a command. To love is a command. The Bible says in the book of the Bible says in the book of John chapter, 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. 1 John chapter 3. He said, You have heard from the beginning. Love one another. You have heard from the beginning. Love. We have been commanded to love. So anytime you don't show love, you are walking in disobedience. You are walking in disobedience. So that is why love is who we are. Love is our nature. We don't struggle to love. The kind of love we have is not the one that is celebrated once in a year. This one is our reality. Love is a believer's reality. Love is my reality. I don't need to celebrate a special day to celebrate it. It is just who I am. I show it. And that is what it should be as believers. Love. Our response to things should come from the place of love. Our response to things in this kingdom from, should come from the place of love. In fact, where there is love, the Spirit of God dwells there. Because why? It is, the, it is the fruit of the Spirit. It's an evidence that you have the Spirit of God. Too bad that uh, this world has so given, given so much meaning to love that people are so confused about what love is. Or, or who love is. I don't care how caring you are if you don't know God. You can't love like efficiently. You can't love efficiently. 
It takes a man that knows God to understand what love is. It takes a man that knows God to understand what love is. Let's see some of the characteristics of love or the characteristics of love in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. He said, love suffereth long and is kind. The first characteristic is long suffering. You can say patience. Love is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunted not itself. Is not puffed up. It is not proud. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, openeth all things, endureth all things. Love. That is the nature of God. Love. Every now, we are seated here because of God's love towards us. God is the only lover that is not like life. He's the truest lover. The fact that you can wake up from your bed this morning and you can still come to church, heal and hearty, is an extension of his love towards you. The product of God's love is mercy. The Bible says that for his mercy enduring forever. The product of his love is what? Is his mercy. It is by his mercy that are sitting here today. It's because why? He loves us. No wonder the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Romans chapter 5, he said, while we were yet sinners, what did he do? He died for us. We have not even known him. We don't even know his name. He has paid the price for your redemption. He is so loving. There are times, have you ever been in a position whereby it is, if, if God do, do not even come through, you are gone, you are finished. But all of a sudden, just, it's not because of your rights. It's not because of you come to church very early in the morning. It's because of his love. He just loves you. No wonder David said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? That you visited him, he lives in his throne in heaven, and he's telling him that I want to come and dwell in you. What is man? What is this man said? Why is his problem too much? That you just want to love him, despite the fact that you know how, how, how fragile he is. Is prone to mistakes. He loves you so much. The popular scripture that we know, John 3 16, for God's soul, I keep asking myself, why would there be the word soul? The writer could not find any other word, he just used soul to tell you the degree of how much he loves the world, how much he loves you. He's a loving God. There are times whereby you have messed up over and over and over again, and yet His mercy is still speaking for you. His love is still speaking for you. There are times where you'll be feeling shy of coming to His presence because of you know that you are not perfect, but yet His mercy has made you perfect. His love is what is perfecting you. The love of God. That is the father that we have. He's so loving. He's so kind. 
Love is the cornerstone of all virtues. The value of spiritual gifts will be greatly diminished without love. If you like, know how to speak in tongues that can bring down the heavens. If you don't know how to love, it is worthless. If you like, know how to quote the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. If you don't have love, it is worthless. I've just shown you the characteristics of love in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 to show you how love should be. So you need to check yourself sometimes and know if you are truly if you are truly a, a, a love person, if truly you have love inside of you. In this kingdom, we have a lot of worshippers, but few lovers. It is not everybody that are lovers. When I mean lovers, it is not everybody that have love inside of them. When we start a worship song, everybody just gets so emotional, and you know, their emotions are there. I used to tell people, I say, don't trade your encounter in God's presence for emotions. Because after you live here, it will dawn on you that what you just did was you were, you were just in a wave of, you are in a wave of emotions, and you are not really worshiping. And you go back to your default states. That is not love. For you to shower people love, it means that you have an encounter with God, an undeniable encounter. So when we come before the presence of God, what differentiates us is the level of love inside of us. Now when we are saying love, we are saying God. God is love. And I'm asking you a question, do you have that nature inside of you? Get somewhere. Now, I wrote here that Jesus Christ is God's love letter to us. God was looking for a love letter to write to Richard. He loves Richard so much that he's just looking, he doesn't want Richard to just perish. He doesn't want him to just die. He's looking for a love letter. And the only letter he could come up with was Jesus. And he wrote that letter with his blood. He wrote it with his blood. That's why I can come only before his presence. Why? Because of that love. It is, not, it is not a coincidence that the symbol of love is what? Is what? Heart. You, you know, we use not the emojis. You know, we say that. In fact, we, we have, I'm just careful these days when you just send that emoji. Because we just said now the emoji has blue, green, black. My own is red, it's always red. There's no other color. It's red. It is not a coincidence that our heart is the symbol of love. The heart is the symbol of love. Okay. The heart is the symbol of love. It is not a coincidence. God is more interested in our hearts than in what we ever have to say, than what we just want to say to Him. He is more interested in our hearts. That is why he wants us to give him our hearts, dedicate our hearts to him. 
Because what? The heart is the secret place. The heart is a separate place. The heart is a separate place. You cannot fellowship or worship efficiently when your heart is not occupied by God. What we are saying that if you have love inside of you, we are talking about your heart. That is where God wants to dwell. That is where God wants to dwell. Very quickly, I don't have time. By a natural configuration, the heart of a man is full of wickedness. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart of a man is full of wickedness. The Bible says that the heart of a man is definitely wicked. Who can know it? That's the natural state of the heart of a man. And that is why he wants to call in your heart. If God knows that if you can possess your heart, if you can occupy a space in your heart, you will be able to love him deeply. No wonder it says that they love me with their mouths. They call upon me with their, with their mouths, but their heart is far away from me. Like I told you, like I told you earlier, that we have a lot of worshippers, but we don't have enough lovers. People that are not God genuinely. You all just get emotional when the worship song is just raised. You just want to just get emotional before God and just sometimes you just begin to cry. God is not moved by emotions. God is moved by the content of your heart. What is in your heart? What is that thing in your heart? He's more interested in knowing it. The Bible says that as a man is in his heart, so is he. The life of a man is a reflection of what is in his heart. You are what you are, your lifestyle is a reflection of what you have inside of your heart. So if you don't have love, if you don't have God inside of your heart, you cannot manifest otherwise. That is why when you come before the presence of God and you begin to worship, it was like you felt the anointing and you left and you go back to your own views. You begin to ask yourself, what happened? Check your heart. Your heart is yet to change. The life of a man is a reflection of what is inside. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart. So you cannot profess love from a heart full of hate. That is why we have a lot of people that are in church, that are working for God, they speak in tongues, Bible carrying believers, but yet when it comes to the place of love, they are, not, they are not found. Because you can have power, you can speak in tongues, you can do all sorts, but if you don't have love, you are not complete. We were, we were, we were going for a program one day, and for a retreat one day, and everybody was praying for power, God, give me power, God, give me power, God, give me power. And I knew where I was coming from, that I had, this, I had something to settle with God. And all I needed was not just power, I needed something better than power. If you ask me for someone my age, what would be better than power? Or don't you feel that it is good when you command sickness to fly and sickness fly? Or you see a dead person and you want to touch the dead person and that person is raised back to life? What would be more powerful than power? And I'm just asking God, Lord, increase my capacity to love. Increase my capacity to love. I'm not loving enough. Why? 
because I just finished a fasting one day and I was going to the eatery to eat and I went to the eatery. I just finished at about 3 p.m. I just finished, you know, just charged up. I've prayed. I feel so good. I feel the power of God over me. Yes, like that. And I went to the eatery. And there was a lady that was standing there. You know, I was buying my food. She was there. So I don't know what she was there for. She was putting on the very skimpy shorts. She was putting on an apple stuff. She, she had her ears on pierced. And I hear in my spirit, Richard, minister to this lady. I said, hey, minister to this lady. So that the Lord can see that pastor is trying to toast somebody's one small girl. I can't do that. And I bought my food and I was eating. I was eating. A lady entered. It was so strong in my heart that I had to just speak to this lady, but I, I didn't want to be saved. Why? Because I was looking at her appearance. Look at how she was dressed. How can I even start? She wouldn't, she wouldn't think that I want to do start. What happened? A lady entered the tree immediately. When the lady saw him, saw the other lady, she went to her and told her that apparently she was having issues with her car to pay for her food. So she was there. She, she was saying that all these banks, she you know how Nigerian banks are paid. So she was having issues. The lady paid for her food. And the lady told her, Jesus loves you, please give me your number. I knew that that lady has obeyed the Holy Spirit. Yeah. While I was there. <laughs> no, if you with you, you can be laughing, but I was crying. Meaning that the evidence that I love God is that I obey instructions. But no, my heart has not got it to the point whereby I can love. My love level is still low. That lady just entered. She did not go and pray. She did not mean to argue. She just asked one, meet the, meet the lady and minister to her immediately. And I knew that this lady had obeyed God. It doesn't matter the number of worship songs you can sing. If you cannot obey the commandment of God, you don't love God. And that is the truth. You don't love God. So the degree of our love is how much we can obey God. Is how much we can obey God. When God gives you instructions, stay away from that, stay away from these things. But you find it convenient to do them, and you come before God and you raise up your holy hands and begin to worship God, and you feel that you are doing God a favor by worshiping Him. No, God is not looking for worshippers alone. God is looking for lovers. He wants to dwell inside of you. Your heart is where he wants to dwell in. God does not joke with the heart. Never. The heart is a separate place. Time will not permit me. I would have shown you the, 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 the correlation between the altar of the Old Testament and our hearts. When the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 1, Romans chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible was saying that you should present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. If your body is the sacrifice, your heart is the altar. That is where your altar is. No wonder the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Matthew chapter, it says, They that are pure in heart, what will happen to them? They will see God. When you worship, when you are before God's presence, and you are lifting up your hands, you are singing those beautiful worship songs. What is your heart seeing? 
God. I cried. I wept bitterly. I wept bitterly. I said, God, what is not the essence of my fasting? That I cannot love this lady so much that to minister to her. When you say you love, you won't find it difficult to intercede for your friends. You won't find it difficult to minister. I don't know when you just feel so comfortable. They have not accepted Jesus Christ and you just feel cool that we are good together. You know, let me just be doing the Jesus thing. You just be there. You don't love that person. That is not love. I went. I cried. My brother asked me, why am I asking for love, 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 love? It's just the end of when we are praying. I told him. I said, you can be asking for power. Because I have an understanding that God is love. Why, why, why will I be asking for the one that produces what I get? I have the, I have the source inside of me. What, the, what do I need power for? Do you know that if I have love inside of me, the power that you claim to have, I can command it and it will happen. Why? Because I now have God inside of me. I would rather pray to have love inside of me than to pray for power. Because that is the essence of my fellowship. God is calling us from, God is calling us to fellowship with us. The greatest love experience you can ever have is in God. A lot of us, our hearts is just full of a lot of things that you don't even know. How you, you just finish praying, you just finish studying, and yet you still go back to masturbate. There's a problem. There's something wrong. I let me tell you something. I don't care the state of your heart, what your heart is saying now. But all I can tell you is that God can give you a new heart. Rather than pray to God for admission, rather than pray to God for a car, when you pray to for him to give you a heart that loves him, it becomes answered. Let's try something out. My soul cries, my soul cries, my soul cries for you. My soul cries, my soul cries, my soul cries for you. Just lift up your hands and pray and say, Father. Give me a heart for you. Give me a heart that loves you. Open your mouth and begin to pray. You are speaking, you are praying from a place of love. You are praying from a place of love. Tell him to help you. Tell him to give you that heart. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart. Father, give me that heart. That heart that beats for you. That heart that loves you, Lord. Open your mouth and pray. For in Jesus' name we are praying. Everlasting Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, we are asking, O oh God, that you will purify our hearts. You spoke, O oh God, Lord, through, through David. David was so conscious of his heart and he cried unto you, he said, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew the right spirit within me. Father, give us a heart that will house your presence. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. give us a heart, O oh God, Lord, 
that is ready to obey your instructions. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, for those of us, Lord, that are broken-hearted, Father, I pray that you heal them. Here in my spirit, you are hot in your heart, and I pray that healing is taking place right now in Jesus' name. For those that are bothered, those that are full of depression, I pray now that the Spirit of God enters your heart and occupies therein in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for every one of you, whatever will cause you sadness, the Lord will take them away in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of the living water. I speak it of your heart. I pray for your hearts right now that out of your heart shall flow the rivers of the living water in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that nothing will cause you to be sad in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you in your family, in your brother. I pray that God is restoring peace right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for every one of you that you shall never be saved. You are kept in the love of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' name I pray. Praise the Lord. Please celebrate Jesus. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Please just stretch forth our hands on you, sir. Let's pray that, Lord.